I'm Darius McDermott from Fund Calibre, and this is the Investing on the Go podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Alex Ajuro, who is the manager of the elite-rated M&G Global Listed Infrastructure Fund. Alex, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me, Darius. That's our pleasure. Uh, nice to talk about infrastructure. It's a, it's a niche uh, investment asset class, but but one which have become more and more popular, I think, with, with investors o- over the last few years. So let's start with utilities. That's a big part of the sort of global infrastructure um, universe. And by utilities, I'm talking about electricity companies, gas, water, that sort of thing. I'd like to talk about how you feel impact of rising energy prices have affected utilities. And with respect to obviously our home market here in the UK, whether those price caps um, meant some utilities have struggled. Well, it's, it's actually a complicated question because uh, for the most part, uh, prices are a pass-through for traditional utilities businesses. Um, the price caps and the issues around natural gas prices, particularly here in the UK, are more an issue for supply companies, which we don't invest in. Uh, and as we well know, a number of those companies have, uh, have failed. And um, of course, the, the, the gas will keep flowing, the electricity will keep flowing to households, but it does highlight um, some structural issues um, in energy markets that certainly a number of our companies can capitalize upon, uh, particularly those with natural gas infrastructure exposure, Darius. So, and, and you, you invest in those supply areas then? Not the suppliers themselves. They, they are simply companies that um, take wholesale price exposure and, um, and offer all kinds of exciting, at the time, seemingly deals uh, to households. And as we well know, uh, those kinds of exposures have gone wrong for a number of those companies. We only invest in uh, infrastructure businesses, and in the case of utilities, those that have real physical assets, networks, whether it's transmission, whether it's low voltage networks, whether it's um, pipelines or water infrastructure, the real asset-backed businesses that have the capability to uh, grow their cash flow streams over time as a result of their strategically placed assets. Uh, and that's not just true in the UK, it's a, it's a global strategy. So we invest in these kinds of uh, asset-backed businesses around the world. Okay, so another subsector of the global infrastructure universe, of course, is transportation, uh, mm. an area that has been severely impacted by the pandemic. Maybe we could talk about how you get exposure? I'm 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 pretty sure I'm going to hear, hear the word real assets and asset yes. exposure. But maybe tell us a little bit about um, transportation and you know with, with a with a lens to the sort of reopening trade and sure. what are you seeing globally? Yeah, absolutely. Well, tr- for, from when it comes to transportation infrastructure, again, it's the real fixed assets that we invest in uh, by way of the the investments we make in the listed companies. We're talking about toll roads, we're talking about railways, we're talking about public transit, and of course, airports. Um, And certain areas of transportation infrastructure, of course, 
were severely impacted last year. Had we been having this conversation two years ago and you'd asked me about um, how these kinds of assets would behave in a recessionary environment, I'd have said, oh, well, people still need to go to work and take public transit and they still need to travel on toll roads or, the, or by air. But of course, in global lockdown, passenger traffic went effectively to zero. And so these companies, the underlying assets, their utilization was severely impacted. Uh, but of course, with the advent of vaccines and economies reopening, um, these businesses have recovered uh, immensely. And as I sit here um, looking at my screen today, it's actually airport businesses that are performing the best. Um, in fact, interestingly, um, on the back of such negative sentiment around some of these assets, we've had private equity uh, start to get involved. And for example, a holding in the fund Sydney Airport uh, has received a takeover approach from a consortium of pension funds seeking to capitalize on the uh, disadvantaged valuation and accessing those very long life cash flow streams. Um, so it's a recovery trade, whether we're talking about airports or we're talking about toll roads or public transit. Um, I will say that the outlook for airports is a little bit more clouded. Obviously, we're encouraged by the kind of action um, taking place in, in Australia with regards to Sydney Airport. But what I still uh, lay awake at night thinking about is what airport travel or air travel looks like in the future, given the carbon footprint, given people's hesitancy to, to travel. Um, it's, it's still an open question for me, but I still will be inclined to believe these are strategic long-life assets nonetheless. So we touched briefly then on the pandemic. Mm. I, I mean, it's led to some, you know, to substantial lifestyle structural changes. Yeah. Are there any structural changes or accelerations that the pandemic has caused, caused in the um, global listed infrastructure space? Any sort of new sectors that you think are, oh, you know, that, that yes. might be really good investment for yeah, those I, cash flows and asset backed? Absolutely. Um, well, we've, We've always, since we launched the strategy, had a dedicated exposure to digital infrastructure assets or communications infrastructure assets, as we as we sometimes refer to them. We're talking about mobile phone towers. We're talking about 5G small cells, fiber optic networks, data centers, and so on, without which uh, there is no internet, there is no Zoom, there is no mobile communication. And of course, through lockdown, we uh, very rapidly increased our needs for these kinds of infrastructure assets, and they performed extremely well. I think there has been a paradigm shift that will be somewhat permanent with uh, more flexible working arrangements, and in some cases, digital infrastructure replacing the need for transportation infrastructure, uh, where people choose to hold meetings virtually rather than face-to-face, -face, at least in the short to medium term. Where we end up long term is still an open question, but even the advent of people working from home more and more, I, I, I believe from your backdrop, you're working from home today, Darius. I am as well. I will be in the office tomorrow, but it's still mix and match. And digital infrastructure, if nothing else, has um, become uh, increasingly important to us, whether it's for work or uh, even entertaining ourselves at home. An obvious follow-on question then, is about transaction infrastructure or payments infrastructure. I, I think this is, again, another growing part, uh, accelerated e-commerce via, well, because of the pandemic. Most people sort of saying that you know, e-commerce got a four or five year boost and mm -hmm. that, that, that trend is unlikely to um, unwind. How do you, um, if you do at all, to 
go in the payment stroke transaction sector. Are you interested in sort of companies like Square or Visa Mastercard? What, 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 how do you mm. play this? Well, exactly. We we have also a dedicated exposure to transactional infrastructure. These are the backbones, the physical networks that accommodate an increasingly cashless society, and as you put it, the um, significant growth in online purchasing, retailing, and so on. Um, when it comes to choosing the investments, we have to remember our asset back uh, um, requirement and criteria. So, a company like Square or equally a PayPal or a Stripe or something like that is more of a front-end solution. Where we invest is in the the networks themselves, which are represented by Visa, MasterCard, whose oligopoly collectively in many markets is a result and thanks to the control of the payments networks that they have. And by that, we mean fiber optic networks, data centers, um, which uh, are able to accommodate billions of transactions per sec per second securely and and um, and authenticate them uh, as we tap our uh, our cards on the readers at pret or wherever else another obvious winner from the pandemic is logistics and warehousing as that increased volume of e-commerce uh, which we touched on in, in the last sort of question do you do you take exposure to that? Because that's physical and presumably cash mm. generative. Do you like that that space? Um, we've not yet uh, delved into the actual uh, warehousing type uh, uh, assets. Where we get our exposure is, as I mentioned, the payments networks. Number one. Yeah. Number two, the data centers that um, that increasingly need more and more capacity to accommodate the the growth in this area. So, for one of our data center businesses, for example, the single biggest customer is Amazon. And as people, you know, consume more and more online and purchase more and more online, and Amazon has greater and greater um, uh, growth. It, that is that is manifested in increasing requirements in the data center world. And then finally, those products need to get to market and railway infrastructure uh, is is part of the solution. Although we stay away from the last mile type distribution networks because we tend not to uh, invest in delivery companies, those kinds of things. But the physical asset-backed uh, railroads would, would certainly uh, be served well by that, that, that trend. So maybe then just if I would, just to close, um, I see that you're, you're, you're investing in evolving infrastructure. Maybe you could tell us what that means uh, and tell us a little bit about it and and maybe whether or not that part of not only your portfolio, but that the universe for infrastructure will grow. And does that include things like blockchain, you know, the old crypto, or or, or is that not, not an area you're currently interested in? Well, it, it, it certainly could. And evolving infrastructure is a, is a component of the strategy that actually includes communications infrastructure. And I would point out that blockchain-type transactions, um, crypto mining, some of these uh, more frontier activities that you refer to require uh, physical uh, networks, communications networks, and data centers to 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 be accomplished. Um, we've got the payments networks, exchanges in that category, and royalty businesses, which take perpetual cash flow streams from physical land holdings. But I do believe that over time, that's the area that we'll likely see more and more 
um, infrastructure exposures um, to the degree where blockchain requires physical infrastructure uh, specifically for that purpose, we might get involved. Uh, crypto, again, mainly taking place in data centers, but if there's a physical infrastructure expression of exchanges or, or the mining itself, um, certainly we could, we could think about that in future. Um, another area that's probably soon um, going to increase in, um, in prominence is um, certain types of um, medical or, or healthcare infrastructure with physical uh, elements, such as clinical research uh, type facilities, which we have some indirect exposure to through our healthcare infrastructure. Um, and I, I think, uh, if, if nothing else, over the past year and a half or so, we've certainly realized the the critical requirements around healthcare infrastructure and some of these uh, clin clinical research type um, uh, deployments, which again are, are physical assets. Then finally, finally, um, are there any other areas which have interested you within the fund itself or any areas that actually have gone up a lot? Yes. Sort of not necessarily last quarter, but maybe the last six months or things that, you know, that, that yeah. you've done in the fund? Absolutely. Well, um, digital infrastructure, as you can imagine, has done extremely well. And that's been yeah. a source of capital for us to rotate it to other areas, such as transportation infrastructure, which became quite disadvantaged from valuation point of view and, and yeah. gave us a lot of upside. Uh, I'd say the same equally for energy infrastructure. So the, the, the pipelines and storage facilities that accommodate the energy industry. Um, but I'd say that, that one of the biggest opportunity sets, kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation, is in the utility sector where uh, a sector that is uh, perceived as defensive, boring, left behind by a, a go-go market offers some of the most important opportunities around the energy transition because utilities themselves are the single biggest investors in renewable deployments and so on. And so um, it's an exciting space. Uh, uh, these are not your grandparents' utility names, uh, you know, enjoying monopoly power and, and being regulated as such necessarily. These are growth businesses with the energy transition at their heart, um, companies that are transitioning themselves or companies that are deploying renewable um, assets. You could even start to extend the discussion into a hydrogen economy and what's required of it. Uh, the most important thing being the transportation and the storage of the actual product. And I think that will ultimately land in the lap of uh, natural gas utility businesses that already have the kind of infrastructure that can be modified refurbished, repurposed to transport and store hydrogen as well as natural gas. Alex, thank you very much for taking some time to talk us through infrastructure and some of its own subsectors. If you would like some more information on the elite rated M&G Global Listed Infrastructure Fund, please do visit fundcaliber.com. And if you enjoy the Investing on the Go podcast, please do remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. Please remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at the time of listening. Mm -hmm.